Hi everyone, you're listening to the Shegulala Salami Show. It's a show set in a virtual cafe and I'm your host Shegulala Salami. The show is about books and publishing and guests from all over the world come on the show to share their expertise, motivate, educate and inspire. If you enjoy the show, please do subscribe to it and tell your friends as well. Hello Carl, how are you? Fine, Shigalolo. Thank you for having me on. And how are you doing today? I cannot do better because I had my hair cut uh, yesterday after the lockdown. What was it? The, the, yes, it was 13th of April. So I, I didn't go on the 12th of April because of the queues, but uh, I feel a different man. Oh, awesome. Is this the first time you've had your hair cut since the lockdown? Yes, because, you know, we could only cut it from 12th of April, so which was, uh, what, two, two days ago. I didn't go on Monday and Tuesday because of the queues, but um, yes, and I'm really looking forward today in um, getting stuck into my book, The House Screen Code. Oh, awesome, awesome. Um, so tell me a bit about yourself. You know, this, this is the first time you're coming on the show, so let's, let's know a little bit more about you. Okay, I'm from Pretoria, South Africa, the art of apartheid. I've been in mainly London and Dublin for the last 30 years. I'm a chartered pony surveyor. I was until two years ago. But 10 years ago, I woke up and um, I then, it took me uh, 10 years to publish three books, the Universe Code, the Dyslexia Code, and the Hellspring Code. And it's all to do my part to make the world a better place. And today's discussion is on my book, The Hellspring Code, as I mentioned, and in particular, a study called the Let's Live Longer Now study, uh, as per my website, lightsurfers.me. So that's L-I-G-H-T-S-U-R-F-E-R-S dot M-E. And then people just need to click on Let's Live Longer. And um, it's a, I, for 10 years now, I've been trying to convince the scientific community, medical hospitals, research departments, to carry out a study called Let's Live Longer Now. Twice I got close, one for a Dublin university and one for a London university, but then they go quiet. And I believe that's because they, they understand that the drug uh, fraternity pays for research. So um, I've now decided just to do it, an informal study on my own over 36 months. And it's, uh, I've picked three easy diseases being osteoporosis, multiple sclerosis, and cystic fibrosis. And we're not taking anyone off any medicine. It's an informal study via Zoom, 36 months. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. But before we come to that, I'm quite interested though. At the beginning, you mentioned that you used to be a quantity surveyor, something like that, is that correct? That's correct. Accountant in the building industry for anyone that's in the US or whatever. It's yeah. Right. So you said you stopped doing that about two years ago. Why was that? Well, I'm in a phase now that so I, I lost I, I was a partner in a quantifying firm in London. Then I started investing in property on the side. Then I went fully, I, I left the, the partnership, went fully into property. Then we went to Dublin Island in 2005, I invested in the Celtic Tiger before the subprime, uh, the US subprime world crisis in August 2007. It only really hit the UK in 2008. But through one property, 
it pulled everything under. And then I woke up. Um, and th this is why I've written these three books. But to then make money again, I went back into Guanajuato. And I did project work. I did a project and I researched after hours. And then I take six months off and all to do with my three books. But I'm now at a stage where I'm hoping that I can do it without returning to Kwanisavang. Oh, awesome. Um, well, it is a virtual cafe. Um, if you, you know, I mean, we've been in lockdown and at the moment um, in London, you can only have drinks outside. So what can I offer you virtually? Sorry, I can't, I don't understand that at all. Sorry, just repeat the question. So this is, you know, the Shagilala Salami Show podcast is set in a virtual cafe. So we have yeah. virtual drinks whilst having our nice lovely conversation. So I'm asking you, what can I offer you virtually? We're pretending. <laughs> ah, okay. Sorry, I'm not used. So if we're sitting in the cafe and you've got to offer me, I would love to have an organic apple juice. Is that sort of what you say? And then on the side, a little treat, maybe a banana, uh, um, a banana cake, slice of banana cake that's got no meat, dairy, and eggs in it. Ah, interesting. Um, you've got a sweet tooth. Um, I like um, hot chocolate, um, extra chocolatey, extra milky hot chocolate with a bit of whipped cream on top and then some croissant. Oh. Oh, oh, you, you've picked all the things that's giving us disease. All you know things. what, right? I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, I don't do alcohol. We're all going to die anyway. So if I'm going to try die of diabetes, then so be it. It's a, it's a one, but then the thing is though, I, in my home, I use 100% um, cocoa powder. I don't like the hot chocolate from the supermarket because I find that they're like the biggest fraud ever. Anytime I bought it and I look at the ingredient list, it's always like 10%, 15% cocoa solids. I'm like, how can it be hot chocolate if more than 80% of it is not chocolate, is not cocoa? So normally yeah. I would buy 100% cocoa powder that's got maybe a bit of caking agent or whatever to just keep it you know, preserved. Um, and then I add a bit of sugar. So then I know that I'm having proper chocolate. And you can tell from the taste that it's sort of better quality with proper, yeah. you know, with milk and as nice. And, you know, cocoa powder is said to be good for you. Yeah, co cocoa is fine. Just to get to the, the bigger point, kids don't need to be in hospitals. It's a complete fallacy. Uh, other than accidents. Believe me. It's all to do with the total rubbish we put in our bodies. And this is what I'm going to discuss now. Yeah. And, um, you know, the creator gave us free will. That's, it's not up to the creator to make the world a better place. It's up to us. He gave us a massive gift. And th this is what my study is about. You know, um, the, what I'm going to discuss now, certain people under the radar is already doing it. One of the foremost PH nutritionists is taking people off chemo and, and reverse it. This is not new what I'm going to discuss today. I've, yeah. I've got my certain things that I found out. I'll discuss one or two. But, um, you know, we, we need to get serious. The, the, this is not. And, and the second point is uh, when people get older, most people, majority of people end up in uh, homes and uh, different, uh, you know, uh, dementia and all kinds of things. 
you know, I studied the Hunza cuts uh, throughout my book, the 21 chapters, I discussed the Hunza cuts that lived disease-free until the mid seventies, uh, mid sixties, sorry. And then they built a superhighway to them and they got all kinds of diseases. Fortunately, there was four books written uh, by people. One US, one of the books, a US doctor lived with them seven years. And then I also um, studied seven other longevity nations and I mentioned all of them. And there's a clip of the Hunza cuts where 90 year old, it's in my book, it's actually on Amazon and you can look at it for free inside the book. Um, and it shows a 90 year old man playing volleyball. Yeah. So the elderly in those societies, they were the ones that were the real elders. And, you know, we get into a stage that the older, our older folk are people that's on all kind of machines and whatever. So this is what my passion is about. And, but we need to prove it to the scientific community. I couldn't pull it off in 10 years to get the universe research to, to join me. And, um, but now I'm doing an informal study and I'm gonna promote it via Netflix or social media and things to, to, to bring it onto the radar. Yeah, so but you mentioned that these are things that people um, already know or some people already know. So how are you going, how are you setting up this informal study? I know you mentioned um, Zoom, but what are you, what are the outcomes you're looking to get out of the study? What are you, okay. what is your hypothesis or working theory that you want the study to prove? Okay. Is it possible just to go into a bit of uh, fat uh, and, and then answer your question afterwards? Sure. So just course. a little bit of information for uh, your listeners. Yeah, so, that's fine. And, and then we can get into that. So the Hunza cuts um, and the other longevity nations, particularly Hunza cuts, they didn't eat meat, dairy, and eggs. And they uh, all organic. And that's the problem, meat, dairy, and eggs. Then the second study, and I discuss in my book, is the China study. So in the mid-70s, the Premier of China got cancer. And with Oxford University in the UK and Cornell University in the States, they surveyed 96% of the Chinese population. What was the outcome of what causes cancer? Meat, dairy, and eggs. So the longevity nations and the Hunza cuts and the China study is the biggest two natural studies that's ever been populated. No scientific person can, well, people poo-poo it, but it's the biggest one out there. Now, two really important things. Antoine Picard, I don't know how to pronounce it, and PH. So let's start with Antoine Picard. He was a Frenchman in the late, in the late 19th century. Quiet guy, not wealthy. His compatriot was Louis Pasteur. Uh, Louis Pasteur, pasteurization and the germ theory. That's why we've got drugs today. Pasteur was wealthy and very well-spoken. On Pasteur's deathbed, his sons found the notes to say, Antoine become got it right. It's not the germ, it's not the, the germs, it's the terrain. So become um, theory was that if your terrain is non-toxic and if you, um, so, you know, all the, uh, all the pesticides we get in through eating food, so all non-organic food, you, you're getting pesticides that trap in your body, then the germs cannot take hold. So that's the, the first big one to think about. 
Okay. Is it just so, one thing? Yeah. So that, um, so for instance, I don't get any colds anymore. So I'm on a Segan plus 70% organic diet. So Segan is a new name for vegan plus fish. Okay. And um, pH, how does it work? So nutritionists always talk about minerals, vitamins, water, carbs, fats, proteins. And um, water, I've got a section on structured water, carbs, uh, I've just got the gluten-free carbs, uh, rice, potatoes, etc., mainly rice. Uh, fats, the amigos that the fish eat from the algae is fine, or the vegetarian oils. And protein is a complete myth. I tested my amino acids, my amino acid test, and it was all fine. So mineral and vitamins are the two biggest, uh, especially minerals. So when vegans, when I went vegan in 2010-11, I after I tested by coming to BioLab in London, my mineral and vitamins, and I lacked a lot. And the way I got it up is through seafood. And this is the problem vegans got currently. They then use supplementation because the plant just haven't got enough uh, uh, minerals. And supplementation is bad, whether it's made by drug companies, which is not nature at all, or if it's taken from food. So, but because nature doesn't elementize, it doesn't take food and then have a vitamin A. So that's why for the next 20 years, I'm promoting the Segan diet um, until we perfect um, minerals in food. I've got another study called Minerals in Plants study. And the second reason why I'm promoting a Segan diet is because to go from meat, dairy, eggs straight into vegan is two bigger steps. So there's, but in the long term, vegan is, is, is correct. Um, but, and I found it's all about minerals in food, all about minerals. But getting to pH, which it's, I'm now coming to the three diseases I mentioned. So how does it work? Our blood runs at 7.365 pH. If it goes up and down by 0.5 pH, you die. So the circulatory system, plus your lungs, plus your kidney, regulate your, your blood within 0.5 pH of 7.365 pH. So seven is the middle, but the, your body, your blood is slightly alkaline. So 7.365 pH. Now meat, dairy, and eggs, although they slightly alkaline, so slightly over 7.365 pH, they acidic forming in the body. It's called a pral score, P-R-A-L. All uh, vegan food, whether it's, uh, it's a lemon, that's three to four pH, that's acidic, or whether it's broccoli, that's say eight pH, whether they're acidic or alkaline, they're called, they're all alkaline forming in the body. Again, a pral score. Now, the alkaline industry got to get it wrong because they don't eat fruit that's acidic. But temporarily, you need acidity in your stomach to break down everything. So there's four main alkaline minerals, sodium, potassium, calcium, and magnesium. So starting with osteoporosis, because the blood now has to stay at seven, close to 7.365 pH, and because a meat, dairy, egg diet is acidic form in the body, that person for gene purposes, it must be for gene purposes, because different people, different genes, for that gene or that particular osteoporosis sufferer, it goes for the calcium in the bones and the teeth. So 
it has to find calcium to regulate the blood to 7.365 pH, and that's osteoporosis. So this study over 36 months, uh, the, the big myth that people, uh, that there is that a lot of people want to reverse their diets within a week or a month or three months. You need at least 36 months. Now, I don't know how pe people's, people have different genes, to what extent they're gonna reverse their osteoporosis. I think the bone density could improve by 10% over the 36 months. But in addition to that, their health will improve hugely. My asthma disappeared within six uh, nine months. I don't get colds and flus. I know I can't get coronavirus because my body is non-toxic. Nothing, influenza cannot get it. Coronavirus cannot get it. So the second item, multiple sclerosis. So all the information that I've discussed, I got from pH nutritionists and whatever, except I convinced the foremost uh, pH nutritionist, certainly in the UK, that um, to go on to fruits because they didn't go on that because longevity nations have got fruits lit coming out of their ears, not literally, but they have a lot of uh, fruits. So, and they, and he didn't know about the Prol score that all, um, all vegan food, and just so interesting, Segan is not, is acidic forming, uh, a seafood is acidic forming, but it's okay if 80% of your diet is alkaline forming. So multiple sclerosis, how it works. So this is one of my theories, and this is what I wanna prove. As far as I know, I'm the only one that clocked onto this. Um, the, with multiple sclerosis, and I know multiple sclerosis sufferers will know this, but it's for others. You've got your nerves crisscross chattering. So around the nerves, you've got the myelin sheath. That's like an insulator around a wire, if you put it like that way. And I knew immediately that that myelin sheath has to be al alkaline. So, uh, and sure enough, it was something like 90 or 93% alkaline. So for multiple sclerosis sufferers, the blood, because it has to say 7.365, it leaches, it basically eats the myelin sheath. To what extent will we reverse it over 36 months? potentially up to 50%. You know, this is all just potentials. This is what the study is all about. Okay, the last one, cystic fibrosis, fibrosis. Now this is all about the lungs. And I've got high hopes for cystic fibrosis sufferers. The reason being is it's all about the lungs because there's three systems that regulate the blood to 7.325 pH, which is the blood, the circulation system, the lungs and the kidney. And because my assets disappeared in nine months, I've got high hopes for that. So, yeah. So uh, after this, I can answer your question on the study. Okay. No, it's quite a lot. So my, my mind has just sort of gone all over. Um, so one of the things that I do remember from one of the things you said earlier on, you talked about... Um, what people eat and you talked about you know eating more organic things or more organic food um but from the little that i know buying organic is considerably more expensive than buying regular things and even before the economy all over the world went potty people don't have a lot of well at least average people people at the bottom of the food chain they don't have as much disposable income as someone who is at the top of the food chain. 
Okay, I've got very good news for uh, osteoporosis and multiple sclerosis fibrosis sufferers. Firstly, uh, my Irish nutritionist came up with fantastic um, recipes and she's all organic and whatever. So a lot of it you can make yourself. And when you cut out meat, dairy, eggs, which is very expensive, uh, I believe you can even do it potentially uh, cheaper, but he has the good news. In London, for something like myself that doesn't cook really, well, I do cook, but really just the bare minimum. Um, and I'll discuss this in detail. Uh, it's already a lot on when people go in and apply for it. I already list the diet, but from when this is going to start via Zoom, I'll give a lot more detail. But I shop at one of the cheapest shops in, in London called Little, as you know. Yeah. And so I go in and because food really has got such low mineral levels, the longevity nation is between 20 and 100 times of the minerals in their food compared to us. And this is why my mineral and, and plant study is so important. I'm going to increase that, especially the four main uh, alkaline minerals. But when I shop there, I eat, I go for carrots, uh, apples. This is all organic, sold in little. Uh, apples, tomatoes, banana, broccoli, spinach. So I sort of just buy things that's organic and they not much more expensive. And then you have to have the, the super three plus one fruits, which is grapefruit. Now they non-organic. But if you're an organic, uh, if you're close to organic shop or organic things, it's best to go organic. But these are expensive. So I, I just eat them normally. They're, they're not organic. This is why I say 70% organic. So it's grapefruit, kiwi fruit, and avo and bananas. They are, well, the bananas add little, I get organic. So that you have to have daily because they're the super fruits. And then now is the good news for someone that's, uh, that's on a seagull diet, fish. I go for tinned wild salmon, don't go for farm salmon, wild, um, mackerel, sardines, tuna, tinned, and they're dirt cheap. I know I shop, uh, and then I have hummus. There's some places that have got, got organic hummus, unfortunately, little hasn't. Uh, obviously, so the rice I mentioned, and uh, I have beans, I have sea salt. So, sea salt and Malayan salt is massive. But the uh, table salt is a slow poison. So I ask everyone for my study um, to download my book and read it. And then um, before getting in more smaller detail about the study itself, any further comments on that? No, no, I'm, I'm sort of listening, you know, with interest because I've got a young, you know, six-year-old daughter. And whilst I do love my hot chocolate and my croissant, it's not something that we eat on a, on a daily basis. Um, though we do eat um, bread for on a daily basis, right? Because again, you can't completely knock out every single thing that you like. But I'm also interested in incorporating more vegetables um, in our diet. So I was quite, I was listening with keen interest, you know, all the things that you, um, that you mentioned. And I was sort of just noticing that you didn't mention any carbs. So does the vegan diet cut out carbs 100%? No, so uh, I eat rice mainly, a little bit of potatoes, and then I go, I shop at Holland and Barrett's and get um, bread that's um, um, that's vegan, so no eggs or dairy. 
Uh, now, the taste of those bread, and they're vacuum-packed, and they're quite expensive. So I have them, and I have them with soups. Soups, I also, that's another thing I buy. I don't buy it organic. It's got the salt in it. Like, um, so preferably you want a soup that's, um, that's organic, and that's sea salt or Himalayan salt. Um, so I do have breads, but I, I won't go for any bread that's a standard bread. So let me put it straight to any uh, of the three diseases we discussed that listeners that want to go for the study. It's not an easy study. And this is why we've got disease. It's a hard study. And, and I'm going to hold your hand for 36 months. So the first Zoom is on 5th of June. So you can apply with your name, email address and stuff. You need to click a few boxes, including a disclaimer that I'm not taking any responsibility for your health. You need to get your own uh, advice, blah, blah, blah. We're not taking anyone of any medicine. You need to be 18 or older, all that kind of stuff. And then the first Saturday on 10 o'clock London time, we have a Zoom chat. And I will stay on and answer every single question afterwards. We'll have three WhatsApp uh, for the three diseases, uh, WhatsApp uh, groups so in between and then if we can't if we can't um, sort of do anything uh, answer questions then I'll answer questions directly to people communicate with them directly because um, it's a pilot to try and convince the scientific community now I'm going to put all my time in for free in return I'm asking people to share their info with me that I can publish it in the long run so once the we start reversing, I want to take this to the world, Netflix, YouTube, social media, whatever, to convince the medical community to take on a proper study because they will never accept an informal study. So it's the first step. But I've tried 10 years to get a study of the ground. And the costs are minimal because you just need to change your diet. I believe you'll do it for cheaper, potentially. If you eat all organic, 100% is going to be slightly more expensive, but not much more. But what's more important, your body or the fuel you put into your car, I think the body. And minimal tests. So for osteoporosis sufferers, we're only gonna test you after 36 months via a bone density test, which is in any case sort of 100, 200 pounds, which is not too expensive. For um, the multiple sclerosis, MRI of the hips, again, only after 36 months, that's a bit more expensive, like three, 400 pounds. And then, uh, the other two tests are reasonably cheap. They're like a 100, 100, other one 200. But uh, you have to get that information online. And they ought to improve you. If one is to do with gut flora, and the other one is to make sure you've got mineral vitamins and all the proteins. Um, and yeah, the last thing I've got to say is how to apply. Um, please go to lightsurface.me. Click on Let's Live Longer Now, and at the bottom, you'll find the study and all the terms and conditions, the disclaimer, a little video that I explained, that I basically explained now, and then how you can apply. And let's show the scientific community over 36 months that kids don't need to be in hospitals and that the three diseases mentioned can be reversed. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so two questions pop to mind. Um, is this study open to everyone all over the world or is it only open to people who are based in the UK? So that's question one. I've got, I've got approval from the General Medical Council that this study, uh, I don't need to get approval from them. 
And then they, I filled in a, a form on the health, the UK Health Service Board, which shows it falls outside theirs. So I'm formally doing it in the UK, but anyone in the, in the world can join um, because it's a UK study. So it's an informal study and they can join on Zoom wherever they are in the world. Okay, awesome. And then just out of interest, right? Because you talk about sort of measuring um, for the osteoporosis one, measuring bone, uh, bone mineral density, bone density, whatever, um, is, wouldn't it be worth doing that test at the start or just before the start of the study so that you have something to compare it to so you can then say before and after? Yeah, that makes sense. And that's how I had it in originally, that I'm really trying to cut the cost massively. And really, at the end, if someone, uh, osteoporosis sufferers, does the uh, DEXA test, they call it DEXA, some call it just DEXA test, then after 36 months, that's sufficient. Because, it, but in an ideal world, if people have enough money to do the first test and the last one, that's up to them. But for the informal study, I, I've tried to keep it as low as possible and I think we just need the last one, but yes. Um, I mean, isn't it worth asking and making it optional so that, you know, to give the best, you know, to give yes. people the best and say, you know, you're trying to keep cost minimal. So you're asking only for the final test to be done. But if people are willing to or are open to, then the option to have their initial test, um, test then that's an option if they wanted to pay for it. Then I think that that way, it's, it gives you know a better, what's the word I'm looking for? A better uh, outlook, right? Because then you can say, yeah. oh, person one had it this person, and at the end, at the beginning of the study, person one had it at this, and at the end of the study, their bone density is it is supposed to go up, isn't it? Yeah, so I, I think that makes total sense, and uh, I will reflect it in my document exactly what you said. Yeah, you know, because just that way, at least you've got something to be able to show. Whereas if you don't have a before, I think you would struggle to get, you know, medical professionals to take you seriously. Again, I'm coming from this as a complete novice. I've never, you know, created a study before. Whereas if you say, oh, well, we've done this informal things and, you know, people at the start of the study, they, you know, they did it and this is how much improvement they were able to see. Whereas if yeah, you don't I, have that before, it's really hard. Yeah, as I say, I had it like that. But the medical community, if you, all osteoporosis sufferers, if we use that as an example, would have been diagnosed with it. So they have all those tests from maybe five years ago. So if in 36 months time, you go with another test to show that you've reversed it by uh, 20% or 10%, that's enough. For the yeah, so community. what you could because, possibly... Sorry? Now, I was just going to say that what you could possibly do is that you could say to them when they last had it, right? They put the dates so or whatever things they're completing. They put the dates they last had this DEXA test and put what the results show. Then that way you have something that you can show as a before and an after, right? So as long as they've got something to put at the beginning to say, oh, well, it was diagnosed by a medical professional. This was what the results showed. And then in three years time, 36 months down the line, when you do it again, you could then say from the time of their diagnosis and after three years of the study, 
this was the outcome, then you've got something to show that the before and after. That, what you just said is exactly what I wanted to say, exactly, you know, because they'll have all that information and I'm, I'm going to keep a sheet of everyone and I ask people that I can publicize it. I've worked out if I work two and a half days a week compared to what I would have worked in Quantisurveying, uh, earned about 50 pounds an hour. This study for th over three years is going to cost me 150,000 pounds, but I'm doing it all for free. But in return, I want people to that I can release their information. So all the Zoom chats I'll be taping, and it's my intellectual property to, to take to the world and, and profit from it because I, I, the study is free. But yes, exactly what you've said uh, is what I, I'm going to do. I'll keep a sheet of everyone's and very informal, but very open. And um, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's that's fine. And I was going to ask, you know, but then again, sometimes I have, uh, I've got, I've got baby brain. Um, so yeah, so I think I talked about the before and the after. And if I remember, I will send you an info. But no, that's 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 interesting. Um, I mean, do you have any recipes that I could share on my blog? Because um, again, I love posting recipes on my blog. Um, well, I paid a lot for those recipes. Ah, okay. And uh, I want people to to focus on you know those three sufferers yeah uh, so unfortunately i can't i can't share them that's but, fine that's not a problem okay okay well it's been an absolute absolute pleasure um chatting on um chatting with you on the show and then hopefully once the study is all completed or even before then um we'll have the opportunity to have you back on the show maybe you can tell us how the, the study is going that will be fantastic and thank you for having me on Okay. Also, well, everyone, we've come to the end of today's episode of the Shegula La Salami Show. Um, please do visit Carl's website to find out more about the study that he's um, talked about. Um, so until next time, it is the Shegula La Salami Show. Um, I hope you've enjoyed listening to today's episode. Um, I would really appreciate it if you would consider leaving a review of the show because it sort of helps me know what I'm doing right, what I'm not doing so right, and what I need to improve. Um, if you know anyone else who would benefit um, or who would enjoy the show, please do share the show with everyone in your network. Thank you very much. And until next time, again, it is the Shekilola Salami Show. Bye now.